Welcome to the Cornerstone Christian Center Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jim Tarr. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit cccbasalt.com. Good. Well, welcome everybody and Happy New Year. How awesome is it to face another year, to know the blessing of the Lord? And we're a little hot in here, aren't we? All right, we got that. Good. Well, I just really appreciate all week long, I almost preached on Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless you and keep you. And um, the fact that Jerry sang that today was no surprise to me. On the way back, we took Jordan to the airport yesterday, our son, to fly back to Austin, Texas. On the way back, you know, it was, I don't know if you know this or not, but we couldn't find gas. Did you know that there's a gas problem in, in Colorado? So get gas on the way home. The only refinery in Colorado caught fire. And they say it's going to be several months. And so we, we were, had half a tank and we're about to go over Vail Pass. It was snowing really hard. You know, you don't want to be stuck on traffic with your, your gas running out. And so it's really kind of challenging. But then I was just thinking on the way back, I thought, I'm going to call Jerry and have him sing, The Lord Bless You and Keep You. And then with that, I, I thought, ah, oh, it's kind of late. I'm not going to do that. But the Holy Spirit already did it, right? I just love the Lord for that. And I, I just wanted to... Um, that scripture was going through my heart all week long to the point where I was almost the one to share. But then also I felt like the other stirring of the prayer of blessing is the prayer of Jabez in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And looking at that today, I really do believe that's where the Lord wants us to land. But I, I'm saying all that to say this, that I want us today to position ourselves in faith to believe in the blessing of the Lord for you. I want you to know today, God wants to bless you as a child of God. There are a lot of times that people often question what is wrong with my relationship with the Lord. Why do I feel as though I'm always under a cloud of doubt of whether he has my best interest at heart? And I want us today to dispel that idea. I want you to know that Jesus came to bless you, to bless us, to bless the world. And the reason why he removed condemnation, shame, and guilt, why he released forgiveness and salvation in our lives is to position us to bless us. Now, I was kind of raised in... Um, a Christianity that I believe that you had more questions about God's willingness than you had confidence in God's willingness to bless you. I think actually there was a, a mentality that if you appeared too blessed, you weren't the humble follower of God that you needed to be. But the Bible is replete with stories of people who received the blessing and the favor of the Lord. That is the Lord's position towards you. It is his heart's desire. Now, I, I also want us to realize that sometimes what we interpret as blessing um, is, is not necessarily what God sees as blessing. So that the humanity spends much of its life trying to 
accumulate as much fame or money or relationship or whatever it might be. Now, nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves, but the truth is this, is that the blessing of the Lord can look completely different than what we imagined. Though it it does include those things, I want us to think about the fact that blessing really is to receive God's favor upon your life. Now, I was thinking about that word favor because I was thinking about the word favorite. And so we think about favorites. But when you look at the word favorite, we think it means that one is shown preference over another. That is his favorite. But if you think about favorite, maybe you could think about it like um, the descendants of Jabez, they were called the Jebusites. In other words, they were the people of the descendants of Jabus. In favor rights, I think that we could also look at it in a way that we are all favorites. We are descendants of the favor that was on Jesus. That's who we are. So I want us to turn in our Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. And then, um, time allowing, I want to pray the Numbers chapter 6 song that we just sang together and pray the Lord's blessing over you for this year. I want us to understand this. If you're tempted to be worried about what 2023 is going to look like, really focus your concern on this, that what you need to be concerned about is just, am I walking in God's favor? Am I walking in his favor? And I want us to understand as well that favor comes through blessing. Or let me just say this. It's by the words that are spoken before the Lord. Favor is released through prayer in your life. It's not earned. It comes by the grace of God. So in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I gave birth to him in pain. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would greatly bless me and extend my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it would not hurt me. And God brought about what he requested. Father, I pray your blessing on this word today, that you would help me to share it in such a way, Father, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that everyone that's here today would embrace it in their heart. And that this prayer would become a great prayer uttered by them. And I thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. How many amazing stories are there actually in the scriptures? Um, Stories of weeping turned into stories of victory. If we're looking at this story of Jabez, it just kind of reminds me of the story of Rachel. If you remember Rachel bore a child, and that, in that child, she bore him in great pain. And at the end of that birthing process, the child lived, but she passed away. And she named that child Benoni, child of my pain. But then, what did his father do? Well, we realize Jacob changed that name to Benjamin, the son of my blessing, the son of my provision. Here's the thing. Jacob didn't want that son to be raised with a label 
that reminded him of the son of my pain. So when we think about that, we're thinking about the many stories that are in the scriptures. How about Moses, who started out in, with separation from his mother, raised as a, an adopted child, and then the pain of realizing that he came actually from another group of people, and that God then ended up blessing him with another life. Isn't it true that many people can remember something that happened in inheritance of circumstances coming from your parents that you feel as though you are destined to be marked by those circumstances. I was raised in the home of a, a severely ill woman who suffered with brain tumors and uh, was given the mind of a six or eight year old and was incontinent and raised in that kind of household. She conceived, when her conception, it was actually for me, was the trigger of the brain tumors. It was a hormonal thing that happened. And then it returned again um, during the time of menopause. We can have things that mark our home, but then the Lord would want us to know, you can't allow those things to mark your life. Faith identifies with a new label. Part of the way that God speaks to us is that he has given to us a new name, which is really amazing. In Psalms chapter 30, verse 4, listen to this scripture. Psalms 30, verse 4. Sing praise to the Lord. You, his godly ones. I want to think about what it means to be godly. Jabez, it tells us he was a godly man set apart. And what was the only thing that distinguished him, really? He was a man of prayer. It doesn't say anything about any other kind of um, talents or abilities. What made him a godly man is that he was a man of prayer. I praise the mention of God's holiness, for his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Just thinking about that, that you could find yourself in, in very trying circumstances as a young person, but the Lord would say, but favor, trouble comes for a moment, but favor's for a lifetime. And the Lord would call us to walk in lifetime favor. It says, weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. So whatever your 20, whatever your 2022, I had to think for a moment, these last few years have gone so fast. Whatever your 2022 looked like, the Lord's just saying, you know, weeping only lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. When we think about the exiles of Israel, they found themselves in Babylon. They had lost so many things, and weeping had come to them. And yet Jeremiah, who was known as the weeping prophet, but he also knew that you can't afford to live in sorrow, even though he was a weeping prophet. And he said this, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says to all the exiles. I love that because um, Jeremiah was aware, and he wanted to be, the people to be aware. Do you understand the God that you can pray to? He is the God of armies. He is the captain of the Lord of hosts. Nothing is impossible for God. God can align anything in your life for the release of blessing. Nobody is strong enough, no army, earthly army, is powerful enough to resist the armies of the Lord when they come to release the blessing of God in your life. And that's what Jeremiah is saying. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the God of Israel. Plans for prosperity and not for disaster. 
to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come to pray to me, and I will listen to you. I want today's sermon to be an invitation to a new level of prayer. No matter what the struggles or trials might come in 2023, again, God would say to us today, remind yourself that I am the God of the armies and I want, to pos- I want you to position yourself with a renewed faith and hope. Nation of Israel, hear me, he's saying. You might find yourself in Babylon, but this is the reminder. Those moments are a moment. But favor is meant for a lifetime. And God says to them, come and pray to me and I will listen to you. God, by his promises, has never been allowed, because of his own integrity of who he is, to ignore the sincere prayer of a believer. His integrity will not allow for that. And he says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. In other words, he's saying, there's a pressing in. There is a determination, a setting of your eyes fixed on the God of the armies. Don't lose sight of what God wants to do in your life because of circumstances that are going, around, uh, going on around you. God wants you to focus on him today and to seek him with all your heart. So what does that mean? Do not let your heart grow discouraged because your heart belongs to the Lord and you want to seek the Lord with all your heart. Your life can start out with a rough start, and that's what it says about Jabez. His mother called him Jabez because the name means that he is the son of her pain. I gave birth to him in pain. That's what his name means. But you know what? For the rest of his life, he could decide to walk in the brokenness of whatever happened to his family. And we're not exactly sure what that means because when you look at it, what it might mean is that her, the father of the child that died, it could have been emotional pain. It could have been merely the physical pain of her birth. Or it could be like Rachel who was the pain of that was to not be able to see her child grow up. But Jabez had a choice. Will I allow what happened to me when I was young to define me? Because truly, I think that this world is made up of people who are determined that they are going to be good stewards of the life that has been given to them, even if there were circumstances that weren't actually working out so much to your favor. You know, he could have walked in a broken path because of a broken beginning. But the Lord says to him, to all of us, but I will answer you when you seek me with all your heart. We have a choice. We could blame God for a bad beginning. And there are people that do that. Question the goodness of God for their whole lives because of what happened when you were young. There are some, though, that make a difference by seeking God. Some have chosen to shake their fist at God, to hold a grudge against them their entire life life when he is the only one actually who can pull them up to face shake your fist at God and in his face is to bite the very hand that can feed you to shake your fist in the face of God is to 
bind the release of the armies of God that want to bring the blessing into your life. How tempting is it, isn't it, for all of us to blame our whole lives, to blame our whole lives because something that our parents faced. Oh, if they had had only more value for education. Oh, if they had not given themselves to addiction. Oh, if they had only um, prospered some more. That's such a temptation about this thing about a better start and a better beginning. But how many men then have actually ended up trying to cover up the insecurities of their beginnings, not by accumulating the blessings of God, but by accumulating what the world can give to you. And when you accumulate the things that the world gives to you in order to cover up a bad beginning or some huge mistakes, it only creates a greater insecurity within our hearts because we know that people define us by external things that we have in our lives. But deep down inside our own hearts, we're still walking in this insecurities of what happened at the very beginning. Well, Jabez could have worn this label this man of sorrowfulness, that could really mess with your head. But he rejected this label. It says that he even became more excellent than all of his brothers. Isn't that amazing that we look at families sometimes, families that have faced real trouble, and one ends up entering into excellence, and others end up entering into the pains of their childhood. And he was a man who decided that he was going to rise above. It was a work that happened in his heart. Great men and great women of God can't be placed under the label that will be destructive. They refuse any words. They will not even re rehearse them in their own hearts. There are people that you can meet today who were wounded by the words of someone significant in their lives years ago or maybe even recently, and they will rehearse those words to themselves. But we have to be determined to, re to rehearse the labels that the Lord has placed upon us. When we speak words of defeat, words of uh, God doesn't want to bless me, or why isn't the Lord with me, or why am I inheriting my parents' troubles, or the troubles of a marriage in the past, or whatever it might be. What we have ended up doing is entering into the words of the accuser of the brethren, the enemy who comes to you and wants to remind you of things that are under the blood of Jesus Christ. And if he can get you to wear and rehearse words that you once heard, then he's won the battle. It is a diabolical, satanic strategy to get you to say things other than the blessing of the Lord over your life. The devil comes and reminds us of our past, wants us to make confessions that don't indicate that we are under the blood of Jesus. But what does the word of God say to us? He says things like this, you are chosen. You are chosen by God. Chosen for what? To be the recipient of God's favor and blessing. He says to you that you are forgiven. How many people are confessing that all the time and every time the accuser of the brethren comes against them? He says this about you, your very body is the temple of God. 
The whole world cannot say that. Even your flesh, God dwells within it. God sees good things in your body. Sometimes in our Christianity, we have come to despise even who we are. But God says, no, it's a house. He says to us that the very hairs of our heads are all numbered. And that's how much he cares for us. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. Says that he has written our name in the palm of his hand. He has given us full rights, he says. The full rights of being called the children of God. He says to you, you are a new creation. Jesus said to you, you are his friend. He says to us that we were redeemed with things that prove that we are more precious than gold. He says concerning us that we are his handiwork. Did you know that the scriptures actually says, the Lord, that you are beautiful? Do you say otherwise? He says to you, you are strong. You are wonderfully made. He says to you, you are beloved by God. He says you are his heir. The Lord says concerning you, you are the salt of the earth. And he says, you are the light of the world. And he's also proud to call you one of his ambassadors. Jabez ended up being a man that rose above his brothers. And here's the truth. Among Christians, there, will some, there are some who will rise to levels of favor that others will miss. It's just the reality even in the body of Christ today, there are some that have not learned to excel within the family of God. But what set them apart? One thing, one thing we are told set them apart. He was a man of prayer. That made all the difference. It was his distinction, but it was the source of his blessing. It says that he called on the God of Israel doesn't tell us the word there that, and it wouldn't be wrong if it did, that he, he prayed or that he talked to God. It says he called upon him. He called. Jabez was a man who cried out to God. He was a man who knew he needed God. The fact that you need God does not disqualify you. In the world, they honor only self-made men. But in the kingdom of God, God honors those who cry out to him. It wasn't a prayer of greed. It wasn't wrong to say, God, bless me and bless me indeed. Or bless me greatly. We might look at that individual and say, how shallow. And other Christians will label them and say, oh, they just seek the hand of God and not the face of God. As though they're in two separate places. It wasn't greed. It was an acknowledgement of dependence. Unless God blesses me, this whole thing's not going to work out. And he also understood this. I got one life to live. I want it to count. Don't you want your life to count? Don't you want your life to be blessed? Of course you do. And do not let any voice tell you, oh, you're just thinking about yourself. 
I know that there are Christians that go out and pray for things that the book of James refers to. And he says, there are some prayers that don't get answered because people just pray to heap it on their lust. So if they're greedy prayers, I don't need to worry about that because the Lord says he doesn't answer greedy prayers. But he did answer the prayers of a man who said, God, I pray that you would bless me indeed. Because it wasn't rooted in greed, it was rooted in wanting to see God's hand on his life. I wanted to see God, is what Jabez would say. It was an intelligent prayer. It was an informed prayer. He understood something. Life is hard. I saw it. Life was hard on dad and life was hard on mom. That's intelligence. What's not intelligent is to be raised in a really rough home and think that you're going to do the same thing that the other people did and get blessed. Intelligence says, if life is hard, like I saw, then it's an intelligent thing to ask God to bless me. It only makes sense. Jabez is merely just saying here, I need the Lord. And it, listen to how he phrases it. He says, oh, that you would greatly bless me. Do you hear the cry in that? There's an exclamation there that doesn't mean anything. It's just the release of that inner desire within him. Oh, oh, that you would bless me. And it made all the difference in his life. And because of that, Jabez knew that he could pray to the God of Israel. And not only does a man who distinguishes himself from his brothers know who he is in Christ, but he also knows who his God is, the God of Israel. What does it mean, the God of Israel? Well, what he's referring to is that I'm praying to the God who made a covenant with Israel. The nation of Israel is in a covenant with God. I want us to understand today that you are in a covenant with God. A covenant of blessing. A covenant, a promise, a, a, such a thing that he can't go back on. When we took communion today, we were acknowledging I am in a covenant of access to God. I'm in a covenant of blessing. I'm in a covenant of having been chosen and called to the Lord. When you and I pray, we pray to the God of Israel, which in Hebrews chapter four, verse 14, he brings even New Testament, greater clarity on it, which says concerning you and me that we come boldly before the throne of grace. Through the blood of the covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are in a covenant with God. This year, realize this. Your country hasn't made a covenant with you. The world hasn't made a covenant with you. Your God has made a covenant with you. And no matter what 2023 brings down the pike, your only concern is your covenant with God. And walking in the fullness of that blessing. It is a covenant of provision. It is a covenant of healing. It is a covenant of forgiveness. It is, such, it is a covenant that covers everything it says in the book of 1 Peter. Pertaining to life and godliness. Is revealed through the covenant of the word of God. And you have entered into that covenant and laid claim to the promises of God. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, bless me indeed. Bless me greatly, Jabez said. 
It, it comes against that habit that even I hear myself doing, even though I don't like it, but we hear it so often. Oh God, if you would just do this. If you would just do that. Which is mean, I'm timid to ask you even for this. But Jabez didn't pray and, oh God, if, 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 if you would just do this. No, he said, God, I want you to bless me and I want you to bless me greatly. You know, it's not like, oh God, if you could just get me home today. Oh God, if you could just make my doctor's appointment work out. Oh God, if you could just, we're doing this just thing all the time, like asking for the bare minimum. And the Bible says we get what we ask for. Oh, that you would greatly bless me. Great blessing. What does blessing mean? It means favor, approval. God's endorsement. A man of God should live a life that others can see God has endorsed you. Because that is your position. In Psalms chapter 5, verse 12, in the English Standard Version, I'm going to use two English Standard Versions. I normally use New American Standard, but Psalms 5, 12 says, For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. You say, oh, I wish that was about me, but I don't feel righteous. Who made you righteous? Jesus did. Jesus is your righteousness. What does it say about the righteousness? God will cover you with favor, like with a shield. God wants you to live in the shield and the protection of the armies of God. Psalm 84, 11, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. The Lord bestows it. That's who he is. No good thing, that scripture says, does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. To have favor, if you look it up, the word favor, it means to be specially loved. It means to be trusted. When you have the favor of the Lord, it means to be provided with favors by someone of a higher rank and authority. It's a gift. Not only did he pray that God would bless him greatly, he also prayed that God would extend his border. That word actually means I'm praying, God, that you would enlarge my coast. I pray, God, that you would make my sphere of influence and stewardship greater, Lord. He was asking God, actually, for increased success. He was asking the Lord, Lord, I can put my hand to this and, and yield this much but I'm asking God that what my hands have been able to produce in the past, that God, you would increase that effectiveness. He was asking for increased influence, increased significance. Do you know what we find out about Jabez here? And this is a horrible word, and so we all avoid it. But there's another good side to this word. He was ambitious. He had some ambitions. Now, I'm not proponent of being ambitious at the expense of others and that's what we've the nuance we've given to that word but he had some ambition I want to see greater things I want to see increase it's not wrong for you as a child of God to pray and say God would you increase the fruitfulness 
of the things that I do. God, I pray, expand the coasts of my life like, a, like, a, like an army can expand the borders of a nation. The next thing he prayed for is he prayed that God's hand might be with him. Here's what Jabez knew. Like the Apostle Paul knew. No matter how weak I am, I can discover the strength of God. No matter what limits I have in my abilities or training or education or finances or whatever, that's what my arm can produce. So I'm going to invite the arm of God. There was a father once who wanted to teach his son a lesson and he asked his son in the yard to move a rock and the son tried and tried and it was too big for him. And the father said, try again, use everything you have. And the son would try again to move the rock and he couldn't move the rock. And the father said, try again, you're not using all your strength. And the little boy tried again to move the stone and he couldn't move it. And his dad says, you're not using all your strength. And the boy says, I am. And the dad says, try one more time. He tries again and he fails. And he says, you still haven't used all your strength. And the boy said, yes. And the dad says, no, you never asked me to help you. See, God would call us to call upon his resources. And that's exactly what Jabez was doing. Even though I might have limited strength, I call upon the arm of the Lord. And the Bible says this, that the arm of the Lord is not so short that it cannot save. My arm might be short. My influence might be short. But God's influence is boundless. A man named Zerubbabel, he was one of the original Jews that came back from Babylon after that night of weeping when they were in exiles. He's one of the leaders that helped build in the rebuilding of the temple. And it says this, the word came to Zerubbabel saying, this is the word of the Lord, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. I love the fact that we find this theme of the armies, that we're praying to the God of the armies and the Lord is saying to any man who understands that God is the God of the armies, that you can go to him. And God says, what you are attempting to do, I want you to know it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. To invite the arm of the Lord into our lives is to invite the power of the Holy Spirit, who was involved in the creation of the heavens and the earth. Psalms chapter 20, verse six says this, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, he will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Did you hear that? Psalm 20, verse 6, the Lord will release his arm with the, and you will be saved by the strength of his right hand, not even his left hand. Because for most of us, the right hand represents the, the ultimate strength that can be demonstrated in our lives. Then it says this in Psalms 20, verse, six, or verse 7, some, pray, some praise their chariots and some their horses, but we will praise the name of the Lord our God. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 says, this is what the Lord says, curses the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, and his heart turns away from the Lord. But Psalms 18, 34 says, it is God who trains our hands for battle, it is the training of the Lord that he says that you can bend a bow of bronze, which is 
impossible without the help of the Lord. So then he finally says this, and Jabez says in his prayer, oh, that you would bless me and keep me from harm so that it would not hurt me. This is the request from the shield of the Lord that no evil can affect your life. If you look at 2023, you might be concerned about the evil intentions of others in your life or evil intentions of sickness and disease and of Satan himself. Some people are afraid to move because they're so afraid of the enemy of their soul. But the Lord just says, hey, just ask me and I can shield you. Didn't Jesus teach us in the Lord's prayer to ask him, deliver me from the evil. Deliver me from the evil one. The Lord is saying, put on the shield of the Lord. It is your protection. You are not out there on the front line standing all alone and facing a battle on your own. But Lord, deliver me from evil. And he says this, so that I, I would experience no pain. That's a good prayer to pray. And it's not wrong to pray that. And yes, weeping can come to a night, but are you just going to let that be your lot in life? Or are you going to say, but my destiny is that God would deliver me from evil so that I wouldn't experience the pain. It's not just the evil that's outside, though. It's the evil within. God, deliver me from my own faults and frailties and flaws and self-sabotaging and all the things that can happen in my life. Deliver me, Lord God, from all evil, whether in or out. So that, Lord God, I would not experience pain or harm. And that, it leaves it in such a realm that it could be the evil that's working in our hearts that we, God is working out of us. It could be evil that's coming against your home. But then also the solution is the same too. That not only do you resist harm to your own self, but you cause no harm to others. Isn't that a good thing? God, let me not harm myself and let me not harm others. And then it just finally says this, and God brought about what he requested. It, it, it didn't say he earned it, didn't say anything. It just says, and God brought it about what he requested. He, he, all those scriptures I read to us today, it, comes, it helps us to understand the blessing comes by the asking. It's already provided for. So as we're here today, I, I'm just gonna wrap up with this, what we sang earlier. In Numbers chapter six, and that's just a, a, a beautiful verse. And why don't you stand up? Because I, I wanna speak this, if you don't mind. I'm, I'm re, it sounded like a command, it wasn't. The Lord, after that blessing, says they will invoke the, the name of the sons of Israel and, and I will bless them. They, they will invoke my name on the sons of Israel and I will bless them. And at the end of services, sometimes when I speak a blessing over you, if you'll notice, I'll just say, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless your health in the name of Jesus. Because someone could say to me, who are you to release the blessing of health? But I can invoke the name of the Lord. And I just want to invoke over you at January 1st of 2023 a blessing of the Lord in the name of Jesus. And I want to speak this over you in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. In the name of Jesus, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, I thank you for the, we all like new stuff and we like the new year because it comes with opportunity and hope and a reminder, Lord, that everything comes to pass and that we have a future in you. You have given to us a hope and a future. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, bless your, bless each one of these households with your presence and with who you are. Let their spirits rejoice and give them peace, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. This weekly podcast can be heard on our cccbasalt.com website or your favorite podcast platform. Just look for Sermon of the Week, Cornerstone Christian Center. If you would like to support our efforts financially, you have the opportunity to give at cccbasalt.com forward slash give.